What is up, little biscuits and soda dry tomatoes? Before we start this episode, Justin, we got a voicemail. <laughs> Sugar honey iced tea. Exactly. Mm, slap it down, slather it up, and put it in your mouth. Uh, here's our voicemail. Hey, guys. How you going? Uh, my name's Lisa, and I'm a huge fan of yours. Always recommending your podcast, everybody. think you're doing great. Just listen to your review of Nope. I have Nope. I have not seen the movie. I live in Australia. Oh. I live in Western Australia, which is like hardly anybody lives here, and there's only <laughs> one theater that is showing it at the moment, and it is an hour and a half away from where I live, so I'm mm. still trying to figure out how I'm going to get there to see the movie because I've heard that it's better to see it on the big screen. But I just had to call because when you're talking about horses and, you know, arguing as to whether or not they are fucking dangerous, pardon my French, they are really <laughs> dangerous if you don't even have to be not doing it on purpose or anything like that. They can kick. I actually have a huge dent in my thigh muscle from where a horse kicked me because I asked her to move over and she turned her ass to me and I thought, oh, oh no. shoot, she's going to kick me now. And what you're supposed to do is when a horse goes to kick you, you're supposed to step into it because the closer you are to the back end, mm. the less force the kick's going to have. So she turned her ass to me and I just, my brain went, you need to step forward, step forward, move closer to her. But my body went, are you fucking kidding me? That is the most craziest thing I've ever heard. And she just landed me right on the thigh. And I just went down. And if she wanted to kill me, she could have kicked me in the head. And I still, and that was 20 odd years ago. And I still have a hoof size dent Ooh. in my leg from that. Mm. So, yes, if it kicked you in the heart, it probably could kill you. So, yeah, stay away from the horses, stick to the raccoons. Probably a lot safer in the long run. And this is somebody who's been riding horses for over 40 years. So. Uh, love everything that you do. I hope that uh, you continue doing it, and good luck with your writing and all your other endeavors, and I wish you all the best. Bye. Thank you so First much for that, all, Lisa. No, I, I very much appreciate that call, and I just want to point out that some Australians, they some bad motherfuckers over there. Mm -hmm. They <laughs> because, do all kinds oh. of crazy shit over there. <laughs> you know they got the spiders they got the they got the fucking snakes mm -hmm. they got all the bullshit in the middle of that they island, got bats is, and shit mm -hmm. aborigines and, and she's still out there riding horses i would have killed that damn horse <laughs> leave a dent in my leg i'm gonna leave a dent in the middle of your fucking forehead yeah, if a horse had done that to me i would be like oh y'all never had horse meat we're gonna have some tonight <laughs> like, we're we gonna kill this motherfucker but uh, yeah, Lisa's also a patriot because um, she posted that story on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can you please leave a voicemail? So thank you so much for calling in, Lisa. Um, and be calling in from Australia. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, yeah, this, that's dope. When I saw the voicemail number, I'm like, what the hell? Where is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's dope. Like, we do have an international fan base. I tend to forget that. Um, yeah. Especially considering our, our highest downloaded episode of all time was the fucking hostile episode. Because yep. you, you Pakistan or some shit, everyone in that country listened to that episode. For some I've reason. said it once, I said it again. They trying to figure out how to trap niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin, but you know what? Oh, there's there's actually an Australian show right now. Um, it's, it's called Mister In Between. Okay. Uh, that that I that I've been uh, meaning to catch. So I um. So I'm looking forward to that because it's it's fucking crazy. Because this guy, he's like all about his daughter, and like you fuck with his daughter, oh, he's gonna fuck with you. 
and oh. he is not very nice. Okay, so, so, like, so it's like taking. Yeah, so like Australia got some wild shows out there. Okay, well, you heard it here first. Australian talk with Justin Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Justin, we do have to hit up you just because we got some new Patriots. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, goes. How's it going? Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Doing just fine. How's everything with you, fellas? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing good, good Idris. Well, How's everything with you, brother? I'm doing very good. Like you, Braden. I'm I'm fine. I just wanted to know, like, how did the throat coat? How did that work out for you? It actually helped out uh, very well. Very well. I'm glad. And I hope that you're not being disgusting, you know, because you no, know the actual there... throat coat was fine. I don't want to hear about any of your cum or your jizz or anything like that because I know that's the way you go. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be talking about. I'm not. I'm not going to talk about that. You just the only way I would have brought that up if if you were like, "Hey, Brandon, what were the ingredients for the throat coat?" Then I would have had to go into some detail. But you did ask that question, so I don't have to talk about it. But I'm glad you feel better, Idris. So, uh, you just, we do have, ass. we do have two returning Patriots. Oh, Masai, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one, the first one is Mitzi Bess. I'm sorry, say that again. Mid, wait, Miss, Misty Bess. Misty Bess. Yes, all right. Misty Bess. <laughs> okay. It seems Brandon's having a bit of a problem over there. Maybe he needs some more of this special branded throat coat. Uh, Misty, I want to thank you for, for becoming a Patriot or returning to, to the Patreon. You know, we appreciate you. We love you. We're glad that you're back. Thank you. And welcome again to being the Patriot. That's right. Kick it up. Slap it down. And uh, our next returning Patriot is Jason Dennis. Jason Dennis. Two first names. Yeah, that's right. Two first names. And I respect the man with two first names because my name is Idris Elba. That is not two first names. But. I w- kind of wish I had two first names. Either way, I want to thank you for being a Patriot once again. Thank you for being one of us. Welcome back to Patriot. Nigga, you got you got a Luther series. You, you're one of the biggest stars in the world right now. You got a big dip from what I've heard. Why are you wishing that you had two first names? What, why are you worried about my dick? No one's worried about you. You're always so dirty, Aegis. Thank you so much for shouting out our Patriots, and uh, we'll we'll bid you adieu. Goodbye. Jesus, Brandon, why you got to bring up the man's dick? That's, uh, you I always do. make it weird. No, I don't. I be me. I be showing people. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that, that your whole fucking talk with Idris uh, today was just wild. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were like breaking some new ground, you know. We've had a tumultuous relationship this whole podcast, so I thought it was good for us to bond a little bit. He's, he's like, "Hey, man, I heard you got a big dick." Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw me at Drum Black History when I was talking to my old RA. I was like, "You're my favorite roommate." He's like, "We weren't roommates." I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like shit. I was your roommate when I was in your closet. Uh, <laughs> Jesus All right, folks, enjoy this episode. Oh wait, but Justin, if you want to leave voicemails, what can? How can they do that? Well, you know, you have a phone, so you can leave us a voicemail at three four seven five zero eight zero nine seven eight. Our voice message has been picked up, and then boom, you are on the show. Absolutely, and also, uh, if you sign for Patreon.com, not only do you get bonus episodes, but you also get to participate and post your own mini reviews that we are guaranteed to read on the podcast. So, again, Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn. Now, enjoy this episode. Peace. Um, can I have a medium popcorn, no butter, and a 
small guidepost. Medium popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your Hey, folks, your host, Brandon Collins. Guys, and it's Justin Brown. And we're here with another edition of Medium Popcorn Niggas Spoiling Movies. Oh, yeah, we spoiling movies. Uh, Justin, where are you at today? I am in the wonderful state of Ohio, outside of Cleveland, just in Cleveland, Ohio. And oh, when God. I say great state, I do not mean great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man. I'm in the swing state of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... You're on the road, and then uh, in, a, in a few days, you're going to be going to Finland, right? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm headed off overseas. You know, I finally get a, the opportunity to meet my baby. I haven't, uh, ha- haven't even seen him yet. And so uh, things are good. You know, life has changed overnight. So, folks, before we get to this crazy-ass documentary, I uh, just want to remind you that over the next few weeks, uh, Justin will be um, just doing some mini-episodes for the Patreon page, taking a you know paternity leave. And in the meantime, you'll be, be getting episodes for myself and Gordon Baker-Bone, who's a past guest on the It episode. He's done a lot of live shows with us. I think the most recent general episode he was on was Sorry to Bother You. So yeah. go back, check those out to get an idea of the vibe that might be coming because it's probably going to be problematic and insane. Uh, so just <laughs> keep your keep your ears out for that. Oh yeah, things are, things are gonna get wild, guys. Things are yeah. gonna get wild. And uh, you know, guys, if you if you ever need to complain about Brandon <laughs> or Gordon Bakerbone, you guys know you can always reach out to me because I will be um, you know able to get you know emails and and uh, you know my twitters and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still available, guys. Just yeah, I hope uh, so. You know, yeah, just you know, show me some love. Show me some love. I'll it's like be, Finland uh, loses, it doesn't have internet. That'd be weird. Well, I mean, that would be really weird, and and that would be very uh, upsetting, considering uh, I have a child sitting over there. So fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of having children, man, uh, abducted in plain sight. <laughs> this movie is fucking nuts. Dude. This is some ultimate white people shit. But I, not even, dude, not about, even white people shit. That. Not even white people shit. This is like. You are some backwoods, highly uneducated, simple, simple person. Well, White the people. thing is, like, so this, these are people who uh, they are in the Latter Day Saints uh, Church, which is basically a spinoff of the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. And I got it. So, like, I, you know, in the past, I've been to Salt Lake City. I've done some shows up there. You know, I uh, did a little float up there towards like Sundance and whatnot. And, um, uh, it is a very simple life up there compared to here. For one, there are no black people up there. The bl- I was one of the blackest thing on those fucking mountains, and they let they let me know when they stopped and stared at me, almost like the fucking Eminem commercials. <gasps> they do exist, <laughs> but um, they I mean they are again they're very simple people uh, up there. 
And um, and I would also say uh, far too trusting and naive. Oh yeah, I mean, where, like yeah, they 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 don't watch like they don't watch um, they they can only watch G rated movies. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, they can only watch G rated movies. Uh, they can um, you know, there's no drinking, no cursing, yada yada yada. I was when I was up there in Salt Lake City, I wanted to try to uh, do you know a set. I decided to do some stand up, and I ended up meeting a com- I, I, I ended up meeting a comic, and his female comic was talking to me about. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm trying to you know get up on stage. She's like, well, I mean, there's not many clubs that will actually take you because you're if you're a black male coming in from outside, you know, coming from outside, especially coming from like a market like New York, they won't trust you on stage, and they will find anything you say is problematic, so they won't give you any time here. She's like, don't even try. It's like, it's not going to work. Medium popcorn. What is up, Little Biscuits and Sun-Dried Tomatoes? We have a new sponsor. That's right. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best-fitting T-shirts a man could buy. Now, finding the right T-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most T-shirts are either too tight around your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit and an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they have to offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the code POPCORN at trueclassic.com. Now, almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classics t-shirts taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can confidently throw on. Now, a lot of the shirts I wear, they emphasize my muffin top. You know, they get really tight around the gut, and it don't look cute. And that also allows creepy people to be like, ooh, let me squeeze your chichos. And you're like, no, no, you're violating my personal space. I don't like it. I got to go to True Classic. So not only are you going to get a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how soft it is. Get ready to make a thrift shop run because you won't be able to go back to cheap materials once you try these things. True Classic just doesn't stop at t-shirts as well. They're your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your war room. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable, all of their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. Let's stop beer belly shading with better clothes. Yes, dads, listen up. The ladies listening know exactly what we're talking about, too. Big dudes, small dudes, my dudes, dudes, True Classic has you covered. And it's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Did 25% off at True Classic with code POPCORN. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad, Bob, will thank you. Medium popcorn. And I mean, that's your, that's your comedy act in general, Justin. What's that? That's your comedy act in general. It's not oh, yeah. going to work. I'm, I'm completely out of pocket. But <laughs> but um, she was, uh, but it's like, yeah, it's a very different world uh, up there. And this just shows exactly what that world is like. I mean, yeah, these, this takes place back in, a, in the 70s, right? Yes. In Idaho. They, ne- they, they openly talk about how they never locked the doors. Um, when, when the guy, uh, fucking, well, I mean, this is, this is the Broadbergs, Broadbergs. Um, this is a, a family. They have two daughters, um, husband and wife, and they're immediately trusting of their neighbor 
who was a fucking psychopath. <laughs> um, this guy, uh, what they kept because they kept calling him Brother B. I never quite got his full name. No, uh, his name was Bob, but they kept Bob, calling yeah, him yeah. B. Yeah, yeah, they kept calling him Brother B or B. He he immediately takes a liking to this family because he's obsessed with Jan, who's the young girl. Um, and he sends fruit baskets. Yeah, he sends fruit baskets, and she sounds like a little girl, guys. It's not like she's one of these fucking kids that's grown up on like McDonald's and all this hormones and shit. And then you're like, is that a full grown horse? No, <laughs> this is a little ass pony, guys. Yeah, it's it's creepy. <laughs> Jesus, that's a earthquake bit. Did you ever hear that that earthquake <laughs> joke? Yes, I have. This is, yeah. It's weird <laughs> hanging, hearing it out of your mouth on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, he sends a fruit basket to the family. Uh, he's a churchman, and the birch, you know, the birch stoles, and the dad is like, you know, I thought this guy was a pretty sharp guy. And I'm like, what is going on? He's well, calling he, your youngest daughter Dolly. Well, I mean, this this is the the thing that. Listen, guys. I, I mean, like, yeah, we can talk about the Latter Day, you know, the Latter Day Saints uh, uh, Church and and whatnot, but there are elements of this in our own, you know, backyard, and you know, the Catholic Church and yada yada. People think, oh, because you're from the church, you automatically have to be a good person, and that's what led to, <clears throat> that's what opened them up to this manipulation and, and such, and which obviously is crazy. But, you know, people, this shit happens because it's like, oh, yeah, I met this man through the church. So, obviously, he's not going to steal millions and millions of dollars from me. Obviously, he's not going to rape my son or, or, or daughter because they're in the church. Dude, you got to start having a better vetting process. <laughs> people got to have a better vetting process than just oh, the yeah. church. Holy shit. This, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, this greatly upset me like because I was just like, you can't allow your religion and your faith to block your common sense. Yeah. Like, and that's what, like, I, I, I respect people that have, you know, their own religious beliefs and all that stuff, but not to the point where it impacts other people and causes harm to other people because you lack judgment. That's what killed me about this mom. That's what killed me about this father. And the fact that the first time this little girl goes, she's gone for several days before they even suspect any foul play. Well, like, what? after two days, the mom calls the FBI. She gets a voice message, which I was like, first of all, I didn't know you could just call the FBI. Second, uh, there's a voice message like, we're, we're closed on Sundays. And the mom's just like, well, I didn't you know, want to cause a fuss. You know, I don't want people to get worked up over nothing. And I was like, motherfucker, what are you talking about? You know, this, this guy just ran away with your child. Yeah, because he was like, I'm going to pick her up after school because I want to take her to like a, a, like a fair or something like that, right? Yeah, like Nick is... You got your nigga. You got your own kids. Take your own kids to the fucking fair. Yeah, he had kids and a wife. <clears throat> By the way, we 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 just found out. Well, at the end, they, don't they say that the wife was gone? Like she left. Yeah, but was, she like was that. technically an accomplice to all this stuff. Uh, I when mean, your husband's not in well, your yeah. bed every other night because he's in, he's in bed with a little girl. Which, by the way, this is when I was like, all right, this is when I like almost threw something. <clears throat> when when we find out that the 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 neighbor convinced the father to let him hold his daughter to sleep in the same bed as his daughter for his therapy. Yeah, while like, listening to some tapes that are basically just like, <laughs> you're going to fuck that girl. Let her caress your dick. Yeah. Like, what? The LDS church decided that they would counsel him. And he went to a counselor in Idaho Falls. 
that man told our investigators that he had also gone to California to go to a clinical psychologist who would help him overcome this obsession with Jan. When he came home, he had to tell Bob and I that he was being treated for the abuse he suffered as a child. He said, now, Bob, this will probably floor you. I had sex with an aunt when I was four years old. It just blew my mind. He said to me, Bob, part of my therapy is to just spend some time alone with, with your daughters. Would you mind? And I said, well, no. And he says, you can call the doctor and ask him to explain it to you if you want to. And I said, no, I trust you. Well, because the psychologist was, well, he was disbarred. Um, and I was like, this nigga is almost as bad as Bullseye's therapist from Daredevil season three. <laughs> like, it was so problematic. Um, so, yeah, he takes this kid, and for, you know, for several days, they're just like, he wouldn't hurt her. And then we cut to Bob's brother, who's like, my brother was always a sexual pervert. He was a pedophile. Yo, the brother was a piece of shit, and I hated him. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to fucking meet him with nothing but fucking uppercuts and wheel kicks. That motherfucker is the worst. Yeah, I mean, and he could, you know, meeting these people, you're just like, y'all some ignorant motherfuckers, like, because the brother, he's talking about how, like, he knew that his, his brother was into some fucked up shit, that um, they were probably abused. He implies that Bob um, sexually abused his sister. Yeah. And then he still let Bob and this little girl, like, stay with him for a few days before uh, Bob sent that girl to some, like, random private school in California. Yo. Well, no, 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 no. That that was um. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was yeah, that right. Was, yeah, that was that was before you know he uh, sent her away for a, for a bit. It's like, oh, uh, send her back. She, he's just like, well, you know, they, they seem happy, so I'm not going to do anything. Like, yeah. Nick, what is wrong with you? Listen. I mean, they found blown up pictures of the little girl in this dude's fucking motorhome, and the parents were still like, you know, we just told him to stay away from us. Hold on, you, you know, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind for a little bit. Guys, this gets crazier. If you've not seen this movie, it's on Netflix. If you're listening to this right now, man, like, man, this documentary sounds wild, but like, there's no way this all happened. It gets worse. Like, so the parents say up top of this fucking documentary, they're just like, well, you know, when Bob started coming around, he immediately took to Jan. You know, and and you know, it was kind. Of, we we found it kind of weird uh, that he was so taken with our twelve-year-old daughter, but we just figured he was a nice guy. I'm just like, really, nigga, you meet a random man, and he's taken towards your twelve-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. He's sending you flowers to your house and shit mm-hmm. like that, and bouquets of fucking fruit baskets and whatnot. And you think nothing's wrong? It's just like, well, yeah, let's go on a family trip with this guy. Yeah. What? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's what was happening, bro. Yo, these are the worst kinds of parents. Oh, dude. I, I mean, I'm we sorry. haven't even gotten to the, the meat and potatoes of this shit. Oh. So, bro, oh, oh, by the way, um, Tatiana pointed out, because she's always been like, yeah, my mom my, mo- my mom, never let me sleep over other people's uh, houses for, like, sleepovers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, why? That's weird. Because I, I just remember growing up doing a lot of sleepovers back in Michigan, right? And she's like, because of shit like this, you don't let your daughter sleep over at other people's houses because you don't know who the fuck's there. You know, there's some creepy uncle, creepy father. You have no idea what people do behind closed doors. And I was like, this is a very fair point. 
because between the the testimonials and the reenactments in this movie, I was like, I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, dude. Bob suggested this is how stupid the family is. This is how ignorant they had to be to any type of malice. Bob suggests because the, the the girls, the two daughters, had a shared bed, a shared bedroom at one point. He's like, they should have their own separate spaces. Let me build a wall so I can separate them. Yeah. Um. He was lying in bed with the children, Justin. Yeah. Like some Michael Jackson shit. And then everyone, here's the thing. He was also clearly drugging this little girl. When he abducts her the first time, she's talking about how groggy she is and everything like that. He clearly was like fucking giving her some kind of secret juice and like getting her all fucked up. Yeah. But here's the kicker. What were you going to say? No, it's it's just crazy to me that the the level of trusting... The level of trust coming from these white folks mm-hmm. is just is epic proportions. Epic proportions. I mean, especially when it's like everything that this guy is doing is just centered around your 12-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. 12-year-old daughter. But here's the thing, right? You're like, hey, man, how come like the parents didn't do anything? Well, here's what happens, folks. We find out that Bob was making the mom feel special. He was giving her attention. He was giving her affection. And she really took to that. And then she says, you know, uh, she was her judgment was somewhat clouded because they were kissing and hugging at one point. And then she says, we were there a bit longer than we should have. And that's when I wrote down, oh, she definitely blew him. Burchell called me on the phone from his furniture store and say, Marianne, I can't get out for lunch. Why don't you bring me down a sandwich? And so I thought, okay. And I started with that, taking a lunch down on occasions when he'd call. And he was a new face in town and a new person that had a great personality and had some of the, the charisma that Bob didn't possess. Birchtold began saying the things to me that were exciting to hear. He said, you have a beautiful body and those legs, you know, and I felt this fluttering inside of me. He could give me a great, a great uh, feeling about myself. I was attracted to him. That was when it began. And I tried to ignore it, but I remember the way it made me feel. And I thought, oh my, I can't feel this way about him. I think the thing that solidified it was when we went to a church function in Logan, Utah. While we were there, we took a ride up into the mountains. Before we left, we got a little too cozy, started kissing and hugging and he touched my breasts and things got a little carried away stayed there longer than we should but nothing beyond that uh and, and then then we cut to the husband because you know tati and i are both like well 
how that affect the parents because you know like if they're a very religious family like you know adultery is like the number one sin mm-hmm. then we cut to the husband and he says <laughs> just he, he, the husband says bob was very knowledgeable in the sexual field and then i was like what and then i'm like how did he know this then we find out bob was with the husband at one point and he's like my wife isn't giving me sex i hate her you know i really need some sexual relief and then takes out his penis and then the father tells us that he proceeds to provide bob with relief and then he starts crying and i'm going to play the monologue for you guys but just you had to understand bob fought everybody in the family except the other daughter yo yeah bob got in the draws of every person in this fucking family. Mother, daughter, father, all got the dick. Mr. Birchold was very knowledgeable in the sexual field, but he did not have a good relationship with his wife sexually. One day, he came in the store, and I could tell that he was extremely disturbed. He says, are you free? Let's go for a ride. He says, I, I cannot stand my wife. I, I need to have sex. I could see that he, he was sexually aroused. He says, oh. Can you give me some relief? We were laughing, and he said, oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff, and I've got to have relief. So I was dumb enough to reach over and relieve relieve him in an act of masturbation. I did the worst thing I've ever done as far as And then, and then Bob at one point tells the wife, he's like, you know your husband's a homosexual, right? And then Tatiana's like, he's probably gay. Yo. Yo. I want to know how that conversation went. I really, like, I really wish that I could have been a fly on the wall. All right. So he picks him up from work. He's just like, hey, man, let's go on a ride. He's like, oh, well, sure. They go on a ride. He's like, yeah, he's talking. He's, you know, talking about his wife. He's like, yeah, it's just not working out, you know. And I, you know, I'm a man, and I need sexual release, you know. And he looks at, he looks over. He's just like, can you release me, huh? You think you can help me release? And he's just like, well, what do you mean, B? And he just takes his <laughs> dick out. He's just like, he's like, how about you take care of it? Well, he said he's like, I looked down, and he was already erect. Yep. And then he was just like. Hey, buddy, you know what? A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> and he just started gobbling down that dick. Now, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. He didn't I, gobble it down. Or he said he, uh, well, oh, to be he fair. Jacked he jacked him off. Well, he said he gave him release. He didn't say how, though. No, no, he no, he said he said that I masturbated him. Yeah, but it could have been with hand and mouth. But that's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, he's he's obviously, you know, you know, kind of in the closet here and, and trying to hide from this. I think I think that he sucked them off. I think they all sucked them off. But then later on, we find out that the mom actually fucks Bob after he's abducted her child 
for a second time. I mean, Brandon, are you telling me that you're not led to believe that he also didn't fuck the dad? Well, that's what I wrote down. I was like, he fucked everybody. Let's be. Oh honest. yeah, he fucked the whole entire family. He fucked the whole entire family. Now, think of. Now, I I know you don't want to do this, Brandon, but I'm, but I'm gonna need you to do this. I'm gonna want you to put yourself in the shoes of the dad here. Nope, nope, not doing it. I'm not nope, that nope. dumb. This is where we're at. This is where we're at, Brandon. You end up in a car with a with a gentleman, and the next thing you know, you find yourself and you and and you're jacking his dick. Okay, jacking his dick. Maybe you put it in your mouth, right? Then that same man is also with your 12-year-old daughter. You are Eskimo twins with your 12-year-old daughter. Well, that's the thing. Late, it's like Later he, on, yeah. you find out you're Eskimo twins with your 12-year-old daughter and your wife. Yep. Oh, yeah, his mind was definitely broken when he found out all that. But at least he had the where thought to be like, I need to leave my wife because she's having an affair with this psychopath. But I think that was more for pride about adultery than it actually was about him fucking the pedophile that's fucking his daughter. Yeah. Like, I mean, his his wife left them, le- left them for eight months, and she was fucking uh, this guy B. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's crazy because the church knew that Bob was a, a dirtbag because yeah. they're the ones who set him up with the therapy. He's like, and then he says, part of my therapy is to spend time with your daughters. Is that okay with you? What? But then it's like, yeah, he's blackmailing the parents. Yeah, well, yo, he was laying in bed for six, four days a week, four nights a week for four six nights months. for six months. Yep, he was laying in bed with that with that little girl. Like, in what case, in what way did the father not see any of these warning signs? Oh, I'm sorry. I know how he didn't see it because he was too busy jacking him off. And then also we find out that, like, the, he's pretty much manipulated this little girl. Um, he's, he's manipulated this little girl to thinking, like, that uh, she's half alien. Oh. Um, it's the ultimate Stockholm Syndrome because she, she actually becomes in love with him. Uh, obsessed with him, she wants to marry him. Technically, they when they when he first abducted her, they went to Mexico and they technically got married because in Mexico yeah. you only need to be twelve years old to get married. Shame um, on you, Mexico! You guys are fucking creeps. Well, this Shame is the crazy you. thing is like when you know the, he calls the brother. He Bob calls his brother. It's like, hey, tell the family I'll bring her back, but they have to okay that I can marry her in the U.S. because you need yeah. parents' consent in order to marry a minor in the United States, which yeah. is fair. Uh, and the parents end up signing an affidavit saying that he did not abuse her daughter when they're able to track him down to Mexico and extradite him back to the U.S. Because he's pretty much like, yeah, I'm going to tell them all about what we've been doing. Yeah, and, well, mind you, like like you said, his wife is complicit, uh, B's wife is complicit in this because he actually sends his wife to go to the house and talk to um, the father, and it's just like, yeah, so... Um, you're gonna do you you know you sign this paperwork unless because if you don't Bob is gonna tell that you know you're out there fucking uh, Jack and Dicks and fucking the Buick Skylarks <laughs> in the in the in the middle of the day yeah. by the fucking grassy knoll. 
That's 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 what she did. Basically, that's what she did. Yeah. And then they ended up signing his affidavits. They've and you know the which is funny because the FBI said you need to stay away from this guy. Yep. Yeah, you and, need to stay away from. It. And they were just like, let's bring Bob over for a for a pot roast. Let's talk this thing out. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't move or change their phone number. Bob calls every day. <laughs> like. They couldn't. What? By the way, what was Bob's occupation? Because this nigga was recording distorted audio tapes, presenting himself as an alien. Yo, this nigga finesse pedophilia with alien talk, nigga. <laughs> Yo, you know what? You know what? This is some Scientology <laughs> shit. This is the the way he presented the alien race and like telling the girl that she needs to have a you know. Have a be pregnant by sixteen by with a male companion. Otherwise, they're going to target her sister. That felt very Scientology to me. Well, and then also he's just like, <clears throat> your male companion's in the other room, so you, got, you need to go to the other room, and he'll be there, and you get the fucking. And she walks out, and who's laying there? Bob laying up on the couch. She's like, B. And he, and he wakes up. He's just like, oh man, I had this crazy dream. Aliens told me we gotta fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, listen, uh, as Bob, obviously, the B, is a piece of shit. He is the, the worst kind of fucking human being. And if I ran into this guy, unfortunately, he's dead because I'd like to kill him myself. Well, he killed himself before he could go to jail. Exactly. But, like, you know, I again, would like, by the way, he, again, yeah, I would like to kill Bob myself. But you also have to look at the fact is that Bob was good. Bob was what oh, yeah. Bob was extremely good at what he did. He is an apex fucking predator. The top of the fucking yo, if Bob was alive today, he could certainly be the president of the United States. Because he he was a salesman. That's that's what he, he was a salesman. And he was he was he's like uh his brother said like he because he was working for his brother for a bit, he's like he could sell anybody anything. You think he couldn't sell himself? He couldn't. He couldn't sell this country into making him the fucking president of the United States, and then everybody giving him his fucking their their fucking young girls. Yep. Yo, he again apex fucking predator, man. Apex fucking predator. I mean, dude, he had it for over a month. Yes. Like, and then he, and then the FBI had to trace these phone calls, right? And it's just, dude, it, it just. The way and the way he did it, like he was, and this is very graphic, folks. But the way that she, um, the way that Jan describes the sexual encounters with him was that he would go like an inch in and then pull out, inch in, all that stuff, and she would just look at these leaves that were above this RV motorhome that he had um, to kind of like zone out. And then that's when, when they do the physical examination on her, they're like, technically her hymen isn't broke. And then the parents are like immediately like, oh, thank God. I'm like, no, it's because he either had a micro penis or he had a good strategy for not actually being able to prove abuse. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I hate giving this guy fucking credit, but at the same time, again, this guy's fucking smart, man. He's, he's really fuck he's really fucking smart and, and he has you know the, the, he has the fucking uh determination and um and wherewithal uh to know is just to 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 just play just the tip he played just the tip with this girl for a month yeah 
And then he was sending, when she comes back to the U.S., he was sending her love letters and shit through other kids. I was like, how is this dude able to navigate this neighborhood? Yo, this this thing, I was sitting there watching this, and I was getting so fucking mad. I was getting so mad. I was getting mad at the parents. I mean, you can't be mad at the little girl because, you know, she was a little girl, and you have an adult figure who's obviously an adult figure who her parents have basically okayed this motherfucker into her life. And 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 the guy that, the, that she trusts, and then he's pulling the okie doke uh, on her, and you know, and she's you know this innocent uh, young girl, and she doesn't know any better. But it's just like, yo, the parents, you got it. And from the the fact that the FBI, you know, they're just like, well, I mean, the parents, you know, want to do this. There's nothing we could do. Yo, somebody just needed to roll up and shoot this nigga. <laughs> yeah, take him out like fucking New Jack City. Yeah, fuck fuck that shit. Well, I mean, she's, like, pleading with the mom to, like, you know. Here's the thing. Like, he doesn't go to jail. He gets released on his own reconnaissance until he stands trial, right? So he's calling the family every day. He's talking to this little girl. He's calling the wife every day as well, being like, yo, I love you. And I'm like, he, what's going on? The mom actually fucks him. Dude, the mom While fucks While she knows him. he's writing, writing letters to her 12-year-old daughter. The mom fucks him after he runs away with their daughter for a month. That's what I said, yeah. And then she's just like, well, I mean, if my daughter's getting some, I might get a taste of that dick too. And she jumps on it. And she's out there with him fucking in a fucking RV. In an RV. I mean, pure rapist fucking creeper shit. Yeah. Like, that is the sign. If the motherfucker's riding around and he just lives in an RV, stay away. <laughs> stay the fuck away. <laughs> but he, no, especially she when he gets had a into house the RV and she's fucking sucking down dick for eight fucking months. Yeah. All the while, Bob is calling the husband, taunting the husband. I'm like, how did this dude not kill Bob? And then the wife goes to a lawyer. <laughs> The wife goes to lawyer because the the husband pretty much like says like you need to get the fuck out of the house. He he subpoena um, he not subpoenas. Um, he uh, issues her like kind of like a di- divorce papers, separation papers and stuff like that. And it's like you need to leave the premises of you know our house. She goes to a lawyer and the lawyer's like, yeah, this nigga this nigga ain't a good man. I'm like, you need to pay a lawyer to tell you that. Yeah. And then he and then Bob gets sentenced and he gets reduced from five years in prison to 45 days and then gets released earlier for good behavior. Yeah, because there was no kids in there for him to fuck. So the reason he got out, that's why he's on good behavior. There's no kids in there for him to fucking molest. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yo, this fucking this fucking documentary broke me, man. I mean, it gets worse. I mean, the mom, the the daughter wants to go to Jackson Hole, right? Which is where um, Bob, Bob, Bob and he, his wife are, right? Well, Bob, his Bob and his whole entire family, uh, yeah, his whole uh, are entire family. Point. And she, the daughter wants to go to Jackson Hole for like some summer camp thing or something like that. And the dad is absolutely like, no, because that's where the fuck Bob is. Well, then, all, okay, well, also let's talk about the fact is that. When when before uh, the before they went they they got extra well no they got extradited 
uh, being extradited back to the United States from Mexico. Bob pays off a fucking Mexican fucking uh, uh, yeah, police yeah. officer to get him yeah. to come to get uh, him to bring her down to his cell. And he's like, okay, so the aliens came to me and told me that you can't tell anybody about the mission. You can't tell anybody about you know our sexual activity and um, and that you need to basically stay away from your dad. Um, and, uh, and whatnot, because, uh, you know, whatever's going on, whatever she fe- bullshit, she fed to him. So then she withdrew from her father mm-hmm. and, 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 um, which I imagine, you know, must've been killing her father. I mean, but then again, at the same but, time, this motherfucker also let her, you know, go away with a fucking exactly. four-year-old man. Exactly. That could have gone either way. That could have been like, I hate you just because you didn't protect me. Yeah, like absolutely. That that these parents they deserve all the anger that Jan could have had. And Jan, you know, at the end of the documentary, they still talk about how she was pretty much a broken person. Um, she was very withdrawn. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But the fact that she forgave her parents is wild. Oh man, I'm I'm not. I mean, that might be the religion in her because that I'm not a, I'm not that kind of person. I imagine she she had to have led the, uh, left the church. She had to have left the church after this. Possibly. I mean, my whole my whole thing is that like when you know all the stuff that the parents did, like and how foolish and ignorant they were, and how they let this guy manipulate them, like mm. it, it's one thing to be manipulated by a con man because they're smooth and they're slick, but when this dude is just blatantly like wild and reckless, like the the fact that he's he's he convinced like the mom the mom knowing that. The, sending the daughter to Jackson Hole could be problematic, and she does it anyway. And the, the daughter spends so much time with uh, with Bob and his family because remember we got the whole thing with the Bob, you know, Bob's brother talking about the relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it just made no sense to me. And then, um, Brandon, did you peep the fact is like you know after the mother was fucking him and and yada 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 that. Um, that they allowed Bob to come and see her and sleep with her a few nights as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like Nika, she he kidnapped her after the kidnapping, after the mother sleeping with her, um, a- after like him calling the mother every day. It's like, all right, Bob, why don't you just come over and just you know, just a tip. Remember, just a tip. And our twelve-year-old fucking daughter. What? Yep. What? Yep. Yeah, this might be by far one of the craziest things I've ever fucking seen. With I mean, we haven't, even, we, we haven't even gotten to how Bob got her into a private school and said that they both escaped from Lebanon and he was a CIA agent to the oh. nuns. And the, so basically, Rob... <laughs> he says we're from we're the run, and if anyone from the government cl- claims to be looking for my daughter, it's, it's they're the bad people. I'm like, dude, yo, yo, the con was so real. <laughs> this man was a hell of a comment. Yo, not only did he con, you know, the, this family, he conned the fucking FBI, he conned the fucking Mexican fucking uh, uh, a guy in the Mexican prison. He then conned the Church of Latter Day Saints. He also conned the Catholic Church. This nigga is con man fucking extraordinaire. <laughs> like what in the holy hell? 
What was these? What were these? What were the nuns thinking? Yo, but but this this just goes to show you. How, this shows you how great it is to be white in America. This is how, how, like you can come up with the craziest fucking thing, and white people was like, "Well, sounds good to me. This sounds good to you. Absolutely, let's get this guy in here." Yeah. This is cr- bonkers. Fucking bonkers. Definitely. I I don't even know it's, how to. It's... Oh my god. I mean, he he got away, bro. It's it's nuts. I mean, they're like the, the parents are like, you know, Jan was so distant. They're like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> she had to be another person for a few months, and then Jan calls the house. By the way, they haven't heard from this girl in weeks. They've only heard from no, Bob months. Months. That's right. Because Bob is like, I don't know where she is. I'm so worried about her. No one knows where Jan is. Supposedly. Jan calls the house like, hi, everybody. And they're just like, Jan, Jan, oh, my God. I'm like, this phone call is bonkers. Yo, they're talking about, they're talking to Jan like Jan's away at fucking summer camp. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they're not like, Jan, where the fuck are you? Who are you with? What's going on? Are you okay? Are you healthy? Have you been eating? Like, none of that. At one point. Bob convinces the mom that she might be in a prostitution. Yes. He's just like, I think she's doing things, uh, you know, she's like, she's, he like, asked her, what is she doing? How is she getting money? How she, she's like, he's like, however I can. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, do you think he was doing that to plant the seed that she might get pregnant? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think he was, do- he, well, obviously he was manipulating uh, no, I mean he is manipulation. He is the fucking the definition of the word. But um, he's he. I think he was uh, saying all that kind of stuff to be like, oh, if she has a baby, it could be anybody's baby. Mm-hmm. And and that um, and it's like yeah. So now she so so and then also doing that so he can go and fucking you know you know deep dicker now so he can you know he doesn't have to play just the tip. Yeah, and mind you, also. Um, when she was staying at the at you know at at that school you know with the nuns stuff like that, he would go and sleep with her. Mm-hmm. So even the fucking nuns would let this guy come in and just hang out and sleep in the same bed with his daughter, supposedly okay. his daughter. So they they get Jan back, and then more bad things start happening, such as the dad's doors on fire, and which then, Bob threatened them. Yep, and then. You know, uh, Jan has this sad testimony where she's crying. She's like, and the store was burning, and my dad said, let it burn. Everything I care about is right here in my arms. And I was like, this nigga Bob is the weakest person I've ever met. I haven't met him, but if I do, I'm going to... Oh, you're talking about her dad? Yeah. Sorry, I I, I didn't mean to say Bob. I meant to say husband. Yeah, Yeah. the dad. Um, I was like, this family allowed this child to be broken. Like... And then on top of that, Bob's still talking to the mom. <laughs> She's yeah, like, stop every- calling. Why are you doing this? And he's like, he's like, because you won't change your number, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because you pick up dumb ass. <laughs> yeah, man. Like this. I mean, these these parents are by, like and, and just the, the normal conversation is like, you know, uh, they just basically do like a montage. It's just like. Hello? Hey, it's Bob. 
He's like, Bob here. How's it going? Hey, I'm the nigga who fucks your daughter. Hey, this is Bob here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's just, you know, this is just normal to him. Yeah. And, Dude, but, and and yeah. nobody is is none the wiser. By the time she's 16, she's realizing that the whole threats about the aliens and, you know, that they'll kill her sister. Like, no, that she's she's thinking about the aliens and how she the mission was she has to be pregnant by 16. She turned 16. And she's freaking out because she's like, if I don't get pregnant, I'm not going to let this happen to my sister. So she was like, she's literally thinking about how she's going to kill herself and her sister yeah. to avoid this terrible fate. But then she turns 16 nothing happens. She realizes she's been fucked up for years into thinking this true, like the story was true and manipulated. And I can only, I can't imagine how much that must have broken her mind and how alone she must have felt. And then she tells her sister this, which definitely fucked up her sister. Because if my, if the closest person in my life tells me that this is what they went through, they've been going through the past few years, that would break me mentally as well. Well, and, and then if you think about her sister, is like her sister has to live with the fact that like Jan was doing this under the guise of like if she doesn't, then then it's gonna be her. Because yeah, because Bob told her it's just like yeah, the aliens' backup plan is your sister. If you're not, if you if you don't get it, then your sister's gonna get it. So you know, let's you know, let's 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 get this fucking popping. And he puts on some R. Kelly, um, but now and then on top of that, I wonder how her sister, I wonder if she told her sister that she was just like, yeah, bitch, I got to the point where I was just like, man, this is crazy. I didn't want this to happen to you. So um, yeah, I was fully on planning to kill you. So you I mean, she says in the documentary, well. so I imagine she did. And they, remember, her and her mom fucking wrote that book. Yeah. So, which but is imagine, crazy. But, but imagine her sister the, the reading that shit for the first time. was like, wait, what? I had a fucking, I had a goddamn uh, a, a death warrant assigned for my black, well, not her black, my, my, my little white ass because of my sister because of some bullshit-ass alien story and this goddamn uh, crazy pedophile who my parents just continually let back into their lives? Dude, he fucked her over 200 times, according to Jan's estimates. Yeah. This this is like this Idaho is on some other shit. And here's the thing: if Middle America is now dictating where we go as a country because of like you know the electoral college and stuff like that, and that's their this is their idea of make America great again, going back to this kind of time where people can leave their doors open and trust thy neighbor. Fuck that. Shit, I may have to stay my black ass overseas, <laughs> dude. Even Utah, they have the remember like later on when they're. Um, you know, in court uh, against Bob, you know, um, you know, the, the toes are confronting him in court and she's going in on him. And this is Jan as a grown woman and yeah. Bob is an old ass decrepit man. And they're going back and forth about at each other. And I'm like, how is the court allowing this? Yeah, man, they, they should. I, listen, man, I, I, I'm not. I'm not 100% with uh, capital punishment because, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who uh, went and, uh, you know, lost their lives who didn't do shit. And, you know, there's really no way to come back from that. But it's like for the motherfuckers like Bob, you need to bring back hanging. Tar and feathering you, you, like this. There has to be more than just I mean, for, for one, it's the fact it's like, yo, Bob never actually sat in his fucking re- in a real jail, jail cell for any significant time. I mean, he was going to, and then he killed himself. What was well, he, no. Oh, well, he was going to jail. He was going to jail for having the gun 
Yes. Because um, she was going to one of her um, jams on a book tour. And at one of the events, uh, she had Baca, which is, I guess, like Bikers Against Child Abuse, um, yeah. protecting her because, you know, obviously her story and everything. And Bob had the gall to try to go to one of these things in Utah. Well, and, and he then, hit one of them with his car. He drove over one of them. And that's what I wrote down. This this documentary is already cuckoo bananas. Folks, this is the definition. This is the reason why I created cuckoo bananas. This is this is the embodiment of that. And then he he almost kills somebody. And I was like, what is happening? And then on top of that, he's got a fucking straight. He's all strapped up. So he so I, I imagine he was coming there to shoot Jen. Probably. He was coming there to kill Jen. Yeah, because, I mean, all the stuff is out about him. Like, he couldn't hide in plain sight anymore. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I, I, uh, th- this, this is probably about one of the craziest fucking things I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. But yeah. also, at the same time, great TV. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's, it's extremely... It's extremely disturbing, but I couldn't stop watching. It's riveting. Think, it's fucking riveting. I think uh, after the dad confessed about jerking um, off Bob, I called you immediately. I was like, Justin, what am I watching? You're like, you fucked the whole family. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, I started, I, when I started watching this, I texted said, yo, abducted in plain sight is fucking crazy. Like, like there's, there's no possible, man, I was talking about this fucking shit with people at work. I'm like, yeah, have you seen this duck in the plane site shit? Like, no. Yeah. I recounted the entire thing to them because I was just like, I can't, I, I can't, like you have can't to keep go it to watch yourself. This. Yeah, I can't, keep I, can't keep I can't keep it to myself. My co was like, I gotta go watch this shit. I can't, I can't, it can't be that like, like this. I'm, he came back. He's just like, yo, what the, f-? yo, everybody watches this and then like they go into the room normal and then they come back out like Kramer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the fucking mist. It's got such a disturbing theme and ending. But kudos to Netflix, man, for getting people to confess doing these crazy sexual favors. <laughs> but bro, I like uh, the fact that Jan and her mom reconciled and they wrote this book together and they did this book tour. I'm just like I couldn't do it, man. I could not. I cannot forgive my parents. Uh, I'm surprised this, uh, that's probably, they probably are still in the outs because that's probably why the family had different testimonials. I mean, obviously for their own perspectives, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the older sister's like, yo, fuck this. Like, fuck my family. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why, why would you give, uh, two fucks about them? Like they basically just, uh, hung you up dry here. Yeah, and also if I were, uh, we never find out really about Jan's life after. I mean, I know she said she mentions that she had some intimacy issues and stuff like that, which is absolutely understandable. But if you're like Jan's partner and you learn this story about her, there's no way you're cool with your in laws. There's absolutely no way you respect them. Oh, uh, dude. But also, it's just like, I mean, you know, let's be totally honest. So, you know, you know, people who are, um, uh, who, are, who who have been subjected to this, you know, to, to you know, even the small levels of child abuse are you know subjectable to having um, you know very um, unhealthy relationships as they go along in the in life. And, you well, know, not everybody. I, I do think we should point that out. Not everybody. No, no, not not, not everybody. But 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 there is there's a high rate of. But you know, hold on. 
not to, um, we're not talking about like people who um, are subject to this level of child abuse uh, end up becoming abusers themselves. Mm. But it is commonly said that they end up having, you know, uh, finding themselves in pretty unhealthy relationships in the future, whether they find themselves with men who abuse them in, in separate ways or, you know, or, or just uh, relationships where they're constantly being taken advantage of because in this case, they're with somebody who um who abused them and and ruined and broke their trust and mm. now they have unhealthy expectations they have unhealthy um uh standards for what a relationship is yeah now you add in the fact of the family dynamic of what happened with her family and how that you know kind of uh, filtered in into this whole thing is like Jan is starting her starting point with relationship with men or or women or 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 whatever is as at such a fucking craze and uh, uh, place that her she probably went through some really crazy unhealthy relationships uh, for uh, quite some time until you know until she got you know the therapy that she needed you know she had this she had those a bunch of like self realizations and you know just revelations about her life and really she had to do a lot of work. To Absolutely. get to the point where she could write that book in the first place, or and, and that she can, you know, be like a healthy, fucking functioning human being, and she may still may not be that. No, no, I mean, I would be. I mean, there's definitely stuff that's happened to me in my childhood that, you know, was inappropriate by like people in my life, and. I mean, well, hold on, hold on, but Brandon, I mean, you know, are, are you telling us on this podcast that that you know that that, that somebody touched you inappropriately? Is, it, is that what you're saying right now? I I am I am actually. Um, well, I mean, let's talk about I, it, Brent. Well, I, no, I mean, I, I um, I don't think that's fair because I haven't ever talked to my family about it. Mm. So I don't want to like you know get into the the deep details about it. Um, but it's definitely it, it has happened to me, and if I'm being honest, in other people in my life, in talking to them sometimes about stuff like this you find out that they've also had some encounters with adults that either were family, friends or relatives. And you're like, how often does this shit happen? And people just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and watching this, that's when there's, and like I said, there's a difference between being ignorant, Mm. like, and, and just like being ignorant and you don't know, like, cause you genuinely trust somebody that you don't know, like when they're around your kids, that something might, inappropriate might be happening. You mm. just would never, like, it's like for you, Justin, right? Like, mm. I imagine when I meet your child, you're going to be like, Brandon's my homie. I've known him for like over 12 years. Like, I trust him with my kid, right? Yeah. And, and you'd be, you'd be, it'd be understandable that you would trust me on that. But at the same time, you also like, it, this is what like terrifies me sometimes about like, you know, just like, having kids and like wanting to trust humanity is like, you truly don't know the darkest parts of someone's soul. And, and, and you know what? And I also think that a lot of people don't realize the darkest part of the parts of their soul until they come out. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I, I, but, I think people realize that they have certain things in them and they're put into a situation where like, listen, man, like, you know, I, I babysit my nephew and my niece from uh, like from the moment that they were born, 
You know, so my nephew was born uh, when I was 10 years old, and I basically kind of raised them because I was with them, you know, my summer vacations, like I was with them every single day while my, while, you know, while my, um, you know, uh, my brother and, and, and his wife were at work and things like that. And like, even like when, you know, changing diapers and things like that, I always felt a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I'm just like, this, you know, like, yeah, this is my nephew. I'm just changing his diaper, you know, as a child. But also, I'm a little, you know, I'm, you know, coming into my sexual, you know, awakening, you know, as a teenager. And, and it's all, you know, like, obviously, I, like, I'm not saying I had, you know, I wanted to touch my nephew or anything like that. Absolutely. But it's just like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I'm sitting there, I was like, I got this naked little baby in front of me. It's like, this, this is, this is kind of weird. And it, it just made me feel uncomfortable because, like, you, you know, at that point, that's when you start hearing about all this stuff. You know, yeah. you're hearing about all this stuff going on in the world. And like, there is, um, you know, all these, you know, cases of, you know, child being abducted and the molestation in the news because this was what, the, this, the 90s. And, you know, that's when that stuff really started coming out because they were, for years, they were just fucking, just wiping this, just wiping this shit under the rug like it wasn't going on. And and it's just like I'm sitting there with this naked baby in my hand. And it's like, is is this wrong that I have this <laughs> baby in my hand? I'm like, I'm gonna make sure that this is like like this is cool. But it's like, and I, I guess for me, that's what I knew. It's like, all right, well, you know, you're good because you're you're obviously conscious of the fact that like you know this is like this is a thing that like you're not down with, and it makes you uncomfortable because it, it makes you. You know, you're you're aware that there are people who take advantages of these moments. Yeah, I think the thing that frustrated me most about this movie is that Bob is openly not a safe person to have your kids around. Oh yeah, it was plainly obvious. Um, and folks, I, this definitely took a turn. <laughs> um, but if you're aware or if you've experienced some child abuse, please reach out to childhelp.org. Um, you know, to like report any child abuse that you may be aware of, or is it talk about your own. Um, experience it's just because like i think that's really important for us to to uh put that out there um given well, like how you know how prevalent this actually might be in well, society and that's what that's and all jokes aside like yes this was a crazy documentary these people were um and uh, for no better choice of words um stupid um and yeah. had lacked lacked good judgment um mm. it's still like something that is really um uh, Unfortunately, something that happens quite often. Yeah, and, and you know what? And guys, it's like you realize, you know, obviously, like I'm a new father, so like I'm not. It, 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 it's 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 weird because like I, I I don't. I I guess you know obviously you're around your child for you know it, it's gonna get that that bonds and grow even more and more and more and even the way I feel right now as a new father I'm just like yo would kill this motherfucker in a second I would kill like you couldn't stop me you couldn't stop me and that and that's what like angers me about like you know the R, the R Kelly shit the you know uh, the R Kelly shit and all, all stuff like that is like there are parents out there who are letting their children. You know, uh, be letting this be done to their children, yeah. and, and you know, and the guys, like, there isn't enough money in the world. There isn't enough. There isn't enough money. There isn't enough fucking fame, notoriety that would let me um, turn my back on my son 
and let somebody else do you know things to them it it, it, it like it it blows my fucking mind it blows my fucking mind that that it's a thing and like if you ever you find some you're in one of these situations please god call the fucking police mm-hmm. call the police and if you're not going to call the police you know listen if you got the hand, hand down hood justice Listen, I'm gonna say here, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna ride for your heart, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you know what? Thank you, thank you yeah. for not being one of those parents that took their fucking baby to fucking R. Kelly's house. Thank you for not being one of those parents that fucking, you know, that that let fucking uh, their kid go to Michael Jackson's house, stuff like that. Now, mind you, like, is this stuff true? Possibly. Is it not? That's a possibility as well. And you know, whether these guys are guilty or not. The fact is, there's children. Sh- uh, children should never be in a situation where they're in a stranger's a home just because that stranger is a fucking person of notoriety. Because they got money doesn't mean that they're a good person. Obviously, history has shown that people with money most likely are not good people. Mm-hmm. Nor should you allow a stranger in your own home, especially in your children's bed. That's what's crazy about Bob. <laughs> Bob, Bob Bob's brother at the end of the movie is like. Yeah, he knew he was going to go to prison, and he said, I can't go to prison, and then he killed himself, and now he did. Well, you know what? You know what? And, um, you know, th- that's another a- a factor of this. Listen, if if my brother started expressing these things like that, yeah, I'm me and my brother are going to have a very long uh, conversation about, like, you know, what, you know, you know, what's going on with him and, and, and yada, 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 and, you know, but at the same time, if my brother then starts acting on uh, acting on those things, and like he's not seeking any help, sorry, man, you're not my brother anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like you, you, we have to we have to protect children, man. We have to protect children. And over these years, you know, you know, it, it's very clear that we have not been protecting children. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's like yeah, it, there's obvious things like you know, people don't know. You know, people don't know, and these kids are being um, these kids are being manipulated. You know, and, and so they're not saying anything, and, um, and and like and that's and that's terrible. But it's like we, you know, that's one thing we have to be. And I feel like I'm setting myself up for one of the worst things in the world because like this will happen to my child, and you know, fucking, don't even say it. Don't even yeah. say it, man. What are you dude, doing, Justin? Dude, what are you doing, dude, man? You're an educated man. Just stop dude, talking. It's, no, no, but it's scary. Justin. It's scary, man. It's fucking scary. What are you doing? What are it you doing? happens what are you? all the time. That's the I thing. Understand. I understand, but you know Holy karate, shit. man. <laughs> don't you still have that samurai sword? <laughs> just show that to everybody. Yeah, the first things first is just like, hey, my name is Justin. Yeah, this is, this is my son. And uh, yeah, just to let you know, I will kill you. <laughs> just to let you know, I, I will kill you. I will murder you with my bare hands. Just saying. You should, you should say that to every uh, girl he tries to take on a, on a date. Just let her know what's up. Wait, why would I tell that to the girls he's taking on a date? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, establish dominance. Uh, break down our rating system for people, Justin, because this, this is a heavy ending. So we got to... <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry, man. You know, all the feels. All right, guys. So we rate movies uh, back to popcorn, small, medium, large, and an XL for the exceptional. Now, if a movie does not deserve any popcorn, we could throw it into the dog shit pile with piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon... We sat down and we watched, you know, not a movie, but a documentary. Uh, abducted Still a movie, sight. Justin. <laughs> it's more of a documentary. Um, Documentaries are films. What are you talking about? Yeah, but but, but still, it, it, it's different. It, it's different from a, a movie uh, for me because this is just 
Oh, Stephen from Rotten Tomatoes, please disregard everything Justin's saying. We're official film critics, Justin. We can't be saying that. Either way. Anyhow, Brandon, we watched Abducting the Plain Sight. What say you, sir? I hate you. Uh, your business acumen is terrible. Uh, no. Hey, guys. Uh, give it a, I'm giving this a medium. Um, we, we very rarely do documentaries, but this is one that is one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. Um, albeit, it's not the best produced documentary. Um, I thought the Ray Nathans were incredibly unsettling and kind of um, confusing, <laughs> and confusing as to whether or not they were real documents or uh, something else. But um, but I, I, I still think this is like a really uh, troubling but yet important story for people to hear just because it, it kind of reiterates like you can't you can't let your guard down and you need to be fully aware of, you know, what's going on. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what say you? Um, I'm saying, I'm going to give this a large. Okay. Uh, mainly because like the, <laughs> the entertainment factor is, is, is epic proportions. <laughs> Power level 9,000 on this motherfucker. <laughs> this is like, this is the, pro- I have not been glued to a screen like this. In fucking years. I mean, like, yeah, you know, especially watching shit on Netflix. You put down your phone. You know, you pick up your phone every now and then. I was just like, oh, no, put that shit away. What is happening right now? Um, it's like, yes, uh, some of the production value of some of uh, the, the reenactments is kind of wonky and, and weird. Um, but, like, I mean, as, you know, as a piece of art, which, you know, all film and documentary is, it's like it did everything it was supposed to do. You know, it pulled at your emotional strings. You know, it, it kept you engaged. And, uh, and you know, for, for that, for me, I, I have to give it a large. I can't see um, me doing giving it anything less than. Yeah. Uh, Justin, tell the people how they can follow you, especially since you're going to be going international for the next few weeks. Um, folks, remember, we're going to have Gordon Baker Bone stepping in the second chair for the show. So let people know, like, where you're going to be at and what you're going to be doing, Justin. So, guys, I will be in the country of Finland. Um, I mean, I'll probably, you know, start posting a little bit more on social media. I haven't been doing it in a while because, obviously, you know, things have been crazy in my life in the last number of months. Uh, but uh, you guys can follow me on Jay Brown Did It on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, I'll be sure to be, uh, you know, sending out more updates. You know, obviously, Patreon, you guys are going to get a lot of stuff on there as uh, well, where I'll be doing some uh, solo shows and, you know, hopefully be able to pop in for some um, uh, for some content. You guys can follow me at American Collins, AmericanCollins.com. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all social media platforms. Sign up for the Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Media Popcorn. $5, $10 packages. If you sign up for $10, you get three full bonus episodes per month, not including the mini episodes that are still going to be available on Patreon. So sign up, support the show, support Justin and I, support our families, support our lifestyles. Help us, help us, help us. <laughs> Help you, us we, help you. <laughs> we couldn't help Jan and her family, but you guys can help us and our families. Okay? Um, please let us know what y'all thought about this episode. We got a little heavy and personal at the end. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know it's a little bit different pace for us. But if you if you enjoyed um, this episode, please let us know. Um, and uh, Justin, we're going to miss you for a few weeks, but we know you're not going to be gone forever. And uh, 
Do you have any final words before we fade out? No final words, like I'm fucking dying. Uh, guys, <laughs> I just preface that you're not dying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like, well, I mean, but, uh, technically, you have died. You're your father now. So yeah, I mean, it, it's over. I, my life doesn't matter. <laughs> Hashtag my life don't matter. Um, uh, guys, you know, please, you know, con- continue to, to listen and support the show. And uh, thank you for all that. You know, the wonderful, the kind words over the last few months and everything like that. You know, it really means a lot to me. And uh, and I'm going to continue to pump out some content for you guys uh, from Finland. And uh, and I'm looking forward to getting back to you know you know starting my you know full brand new life and also uh, you know getting this podcast and you know rocking this mic. Sounds good, man. Peace. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fun.